This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey, girl. Hey. Hello, friend. What's up? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Nothing. What's up with you? <laughs> you from out of town? <laughs> okay. Everything's fine. Hello to everybody else listening. <laughs> Hi, friends. We're doing um, episode 104 today. No, we're not. It's five? Five. Five. 105. Motherfucker. <laughs> Look at your notes. <laughs> Drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> I put I put I put one oh four on my notes. Oh yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Okay. So everything is a okay. <laughs> we are all winning today. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's one oh four. Yes, it is. I'm looking in your notes right now. It is one oh four. God. Damn it, it was ha! me. Ha! <laughs> On my paper, I put 105. Damn it, I, got, I better change it. Okay. So we're doing truckers today. Are we, though? I am. <laughs> See, what had happened was. That doesn't sound right. I'm doing truckers. I'm doing truckers. Um, I'm talking about truckers. Brittany thought she was going to. Okay, listen. She planned it. Listen. She misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> Here's how it went down. <laughs> so the topic was truckers. Yeah. I picked this topic. Yes, you did. I'm the one that put this on the list. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, when I choose all my, my stories, yeah. I have stuff in the back of my brain. Right. That I want to, you know, cover or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to cover this case. You know, this is wild and ridiculous and it's a crazy story and I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. Because we love those. Yes. Because I had heard this once or twice and I cataloged it in my brain as the man's profession being a truck driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I started Mm -hmm. writing my case and sifting through my research, Mm -hmm. turns out he's not a truck driver. No. He's just a creeper in a white van, so... But he still drives. He drove the van. So, truckers drive, he drives a van. And a van is sort of like a truck-car hybrid. You can store stuff in it. Like a truck. Right. Mm -hmm. You can. So, it's (laughs) sort of on topic... We might be reaching, but I'm here for it. I'm okay with it's it. It's kind of on topic. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. It's my podcast and I'll cover what I want to. There you go. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> so now I don't feel so much like a dumbass. Not not quite as much. We share the shenanigans. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to see those shenanigans, go to the Facebook. 
Look at that segue. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Okay, yeah. Go go look at all the shenanigans we have on Facebook. We have mind teasers and funny memes and shenanigans. And, and guess that cryptid. Guess that cryptid. And hump day treats. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's hump day. <laughs> You ever gonna get tired of doing the hump day dance? Like, do you think you're just gonna be like, you know what? We need a new song. Probably not. I'm a I'm creature really, of habit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I'm like, I really love doing this. Like, I don't think I'll get tired of it. Ma'am, I still listen to the same music I listened to in middle school and high school. Because that's the best music anyway. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but even my 11-year-old daughter will admit to this, that um, music in the current generation fucking sucks. It sucks. So. <laughs> don't add us with that. Either. Don't add us with that. That's why they're making all these remixes with old songs, because mm-hmm. they've got nothing left. Uh-huh. We've already done all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Movie remakes. Same thing. Oh, same. Oh, right. why did... Dirty dancing. Just leave it alone. Anyway, the world sucks. So, What's our hump day treat? <laughs> so, um, I kind of, um, it's, it's been a, a thing for me this week as well. I didn't misunderstand this. Well, I kind of did misunderstand the assignment because I, in my brain, I had it in my head that it was Brittany's week for hump day. I don't know why. So she looked like a deer in the headlights today when I said, goes, hey, what's our what's hump day our- treat? And I was like, oh, fuck. It is my turn. Like, I supplied the vodka last time. Maybe that's what confused me. Maybe. But I did buy that like a year ago. I mean, <laughs> I don't. It's fine. We need all the grace today. Well. We just I, need all the grace. I, ha- I had a volleyball mandatory parent meeting after work today. Y'all, Amanda is extra <sighs> as hell. Fuck, I'm a volleyball mom, and now I am officially an all-star cheerleader mom. And don't let her fool you. She's all about this life. I'm exhausted already, but I'm pretty excited that all the moms are already matching, making matching t-shirts. Yeah. I, they might be my people a little bit. I love this. <laughs> Because this is just one of the many ways that we are so drastically so different. different. Yeah. Because I shit you not, I would not wear matching mom t-shirts. There are a lot of things. I'll be extra for my kid. I'm not going to lie. I'll be extra for my kid. Yeah. But when it comes to um, team mom camaraderie. Yeah. I'm not the one. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be earrings involved in there somewhere as oh, well. Oh, fuck. I need all the pictures, and I will chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) You can count on me. You can keep me sane through all of this process. Keep me grounded, baby. Keep me grounded. I got you. I got you. Okay. I got you. (laughs) So, anywho. Oh, yeah. Side tangent. All right. So, since it was such a busy afternoon, um, and I did not know that it was my turn, so I misunderstood the assignment as well. Um, I went to my local thrifty liquor and because I didn't have time to go to a truck stop, which would have been perfect, mm-hmm. but I was looking for a beer and none of them sounded good. They didn't have any of the stuff that we usually like. So I decided to go bougie truck stop ish and I grabbed us some absolute pineapple martini thingies. <laughs> Martini in a can. In a can. It's delightful. And the can is really pretty, so I needed it. 
and it sounded good. So, and when Amanda described it as bougie truck stop, I decided mm-hmm. that is my new classification. Yes, bougie truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cute. (laughs) Especially since you got your hair redid today. Y'all, it is glowing. Yeah, it's pretty cute. We'll have to post a photo of your new color. I think we usually do. This one's been a little overdue. It's been a little bit since the last time you got it colored. I was looking rough. (laughs) No, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) It's just been a long time. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I looked like... It was faded. I looked like I belonged at one of those white trash parties we were talking about. <coughs> Boo-boo. My roots Mm-mm. were like two inches long. The hot pink part faded into blonde. It was pretty. I've never blonded. It was kind of like a rose gold blonde. Like oh, it, it was, was weird. It was, I like it. It was, oh, it, was, it was weird. And now I feel sane and human again. Yeah. And I'm probably never going to have normal colored hair ever again. That would be weird. I feel like it's wrapped up in my identity. Sometimes I feel like, okay, you're almost 40, and maybe that's too old to have magenta hair. No. But then I try to... It depends on how you do it. Then I try to think about me with, like, brown hair, and it doesn't compute. I I would call the FBI (laughs) if you showed up with your natural color hair. I don't know that there's very many people in my life anymore that know what that color is. We have cheer photos. We know what your natural color is. If y'all ever see her with her natural color. Something has happened. Down bitches activate because (laughs) (laughs) twin powers activate. Okay. Because. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. One more side tangent. Oh yeah. We should probably. Just because it's so cute and funny. (laughs) Okay. So I came across this like meme thing on okay. Facebook. Those were fun. And well, you commented on it, so I know you like this one. But it was like, if you had been abducted <laughs> and the kidnappers gave you one social media post to quote unquote show people that you were okay, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. would you alert your friends mm-hmm. that something was wrong? Oh yeah. My answer was clear as a bell. <laughs> and I typed it out immediately and shared it. Yeah. If I ever post on social media, <laughs> I'm jamming to country music on my way to Walmart to buy some onion rings. You know I've been abducted. Okay, the onion rings part might be true, but it won't be. <laughs> I've been abducted. I don't like onion rings. I don't like onions. Oh, that's true. I hate onions. I hate the smell of onions. I forgot. I onions. You don't even like cooked ones. I uh-uh. forgot about nope. that. No, no, thank you. Please. Okay. Yeah. So... I put red alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was my comment. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. I've been abducted. I don't know what mine would be. Um, Let's see. I'm cooking a gourmet dinner. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I have just shopped and bought all of these fresh vegetables, and I am I'm making a homemade chicken pot pie or something from scratch. If it's yes. from scratch, there's your key yeah. right there. I just bought a bunch of fresh veggies, and I'm making a homemade stir-fry. Amanda has been abducted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it prepackaged and just put it in the skillet. <laughs> okay? 
I have I have friends for that. Okay. <laughs> they cook me stuff. We it's, bring her leftovers. It's, it's great. <laughs> okay. All right. Anywho, we're doing truckers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, but I am. <laughs> You're doing a van guy. A creepy van man. Oh, that's cute. Creepy van man. Creepy van man. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Right. I just pulled up your photos and your guy looks as bad as mine does. Oh, it's not cute. This is great. Okay. Okay. All the trigger warnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In mine, there's um, torture and mutilation and rape of a minor. And there's also some murder. So just... Um, Same. Yeah, all the trigger warnings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bondage. Just uh, heads up. Okay. Could get rough. That's what we do. All right. So my story is about Mary Vincent. Okay. Mary Vincent was a 15-year-old runaway heading to visit her grandfather in California when she accepted a ride from a man named Lawrence Singleton in September 1978, and it changed her life forever. Mary grew up in Las Vegas, but she ran away from home at the age of 15. She moved to California with her boyfriend, where the two lived out of a car. However, her boyfriend was soon arrested for raping another teenage girl, and Mary was on her own. <laughs> so, one thing I didn't didn't include in here, I thought I did, but apparently I took it out. Okay. Um, so, there were a few articles that said the reason why Mary ran away is because her parents were fighting and, like, on the er- verge of divorce. Okay. And she was a very good dancer, and so she was going to California. She was going to make it on her own. She was uh, going to be a dancer. Okay. Okay. So, oh. On September 29th, 1978, she decided to hitchhike nearly 400 miles to Corona, <gasps> California, where her grandfather lived. I know that was a thing in the 70s, but damn. Don't hitchhike. You don't no. ride with strangers. No. When 50-year-old Lawrence Singleton pulled over and offered Mary a ride, she naively accepted as he seemed to be a friendly older man. Do you not remember the girl in the box? <laughs> no, she doesn't remember the girl in the box. No, I mean, like, everybody. <laughs> do you not remember? Oh, just, I mean, I do. That was a hitchhiker situation, mm-hmm. too. Okay? Yeah, okay. Just don't do that. <laughs> the facade didn't last long. Not mm. long after climbing into Singleton's van, Mary realized she may have made a mistake. I have a picture of the van, and I can tell you right now, upon seeing this van... I would have known. Don't get in there. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. This is an old, solid, white, windowless van. One of the ones with two front doors and a back door. There's no passenger doors. This is how much I'm rubbing off on my youngest daughter. Okay, so on the way to cheer practice the other day, we pull up beside a van that had no windows, no side doors, no nothing. And she goes, oh, my God, rape van. Yes. She was, she was like, what if there's somebody in there right now? Should we call it in? And I'm like, no, you can't just call on every van. I was like, Asher, we don't even know that. She's like, okay, cool, because I can't put that on my conscience. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Zero to 100. I love my child. <laughs> I can't put that on my conscience. Okay, go. I know. I know. <laughs> Great fans. Uh, 
So Singleton asked Mary if she was sick after she sneezed and then put his hand on her neck to check her temperature. Don't touch me. Yeah. However, Mary thought that he was simply being kind, and she soon fell asleep. No, no. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. All the no's. Mm-mm. Just don't do it. When she woke up, she noticed they were traveling the wrong way on the road. Shocker. She grew uneasy and found a sharp stick in the vehicle. Mary pointed it at Singleton and ordered him to turn around. Singleton claimed he was, quote, just an honest man who made a mistake. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he started driving back in the right direction. But he soon pulled over to take a bathroom break. Mary stepped out of the vehicle to stretch her legs and bent over to tie her shoe. When she did, Singleton hit her in the head and dragged her into the back of the van. He raped her while telling her that if she screamed, he would kill her. Scream. Scream anyways. Scream anyways. If their main point was to kill you, they would have done it already. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. I hate it. I hate this. We're getting to just stick with me. Okay. As Mary begged Singleton to let her go, he suddenly said, quote, you want to be free? I'll set you free. He then grabbed a hatchet and cut off both her arms mm-hmm. below the elbow and stated, mm-hmm. okay, now you're free. Mm-hmm. Singleton pushed Mary Vincent down an embankment and left her to die in a concrete pipe. But against all odds, she somehow managed to survive. Queen. Yes. Shit. This is so insane. Yeah, this is cuckoo bananas. So, listen, listen to what this bitch did. Yeah. And bitch in the highest form of... Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. (laughs) She's a badass bitch. Naked and falling in and out of consciousness, Mary packed the stumps of her severed arms with dirt to try to stop the bleeding, and then climbed up the 30-foot incline and walked three miles back to the road to try to find help. She held what remained of her arms straight up so that she wouldn't lose as much blood. She is 15 and thinking, she, let me stop yeah. the bleeding. Let me hold my arms up. I Bitch. wouldn't have thought that at 15. I, I don't. I would have laid there and died. Are you kidding probably. me? Probably. Oh, my gosh. According, Survival mode. Yes. According to the Los Angeles Times, the first car that Mary saw turned around and sped away, frightened by the sight of her. Mm, which is so, so sad. sad. Fortunately, a second car stopped with a young couple inside, and they drove her to a nearby hospital. Oh, I would pull the fuck over. I would, too. Yeah. This ordeal should have been the end for Mary, but her story was only beginning. After intense surgery to save her life, she was fitted with prosthetic arms, a change that would take years of physical therapy for her to adjust to. I have a picture of Mary after this happened. I tried tried to find one before it happened. It says Mary after. Okay. I couldn't find any pictures of her as a kid, but I found this one afterwards with her prosthetic arm kind of up there in the picture. But she is... I love that she's smiling. Cute as a fucking button, She is so adorable. And a badass. Yeah. She also underwent intensive psychotherapy to help her cope with the trauma she experienced. Oh, thank God. I was just about to say. Oh, okay. So here's a quote from Mary um, from 1997. I'd have been lead dancer at the Lido de Paris Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, then Hawaii and Australia. I'm serious. I was really good on my feet. But when this happened, they had to take some parts out of my leg just to save my right arm. Ah, fuck. So no more dancing for Mary, unfortunately. So he didn't kill her, but he killed her. Mm -hmm. 
Thankfully, Mary was able to provide such a detailed description of Lawrence Singleton to authorities that he was quickly identified by the police sketch and arrested. Bitch. I have a picture of his mugshot. Douchebox. There is the quote-unquote friendlier old man. Ew. No. I mean, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, he does. Scary, he does kind of look, looks like a pawpaw. Yeah, he does. But the van would have red flagged me right away. Mm, well, now, but it was a very common thing in the seventies. Like it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Ugh. True. I hate it. I hate it. Mary testified against her attacker in court, and as she left the stand, Singleton reportedly whispered to her, "I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life." What the fuck? I don't remember that. More than one article reported that. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's evil. Okay. Like, just imagine how scary that, that was for her. Because you're already just, like, throwing <clears throat> caution to the wind to be brave enough to go in there right. and testify against him. But then to have him say something like that to you on your way out, like, imagine the fear that instills. And that will stick with you. Thank God she was going to therapy. Right? Ugh. Ultimately, Singleton was found guilty of rape, kidnapping, and attempted murder. Hmm. Shockingly, get ready for the anger. I don't, I don't want to. He served just over eight years in prison. It was, it was released. I can't read. He served just over eight years in prison and was released on parole for good behavior, even though multiple psychiatrists at the San Quentin prison where he was held had reported he was a paranoid personality, severe, schizoid, and capable of angry and destructive outbursts on those weaker than he. What the hell are y'all doing over there? Ugh, do better. California. Do better. <gasps> From that point on, Mary lived her life in fear, worried that Singleton yeah. would follow through on his promise one day. Tragically, he did, but Mary wasn't the one on the receiving end. And they could have prevented that if they had listened to the fucking doctors. Exactly. Okay. By the late 1990s, Singleton had moved to Florida since he couldn't find a community in California willing to accept him, of <laughs> course. <laughs> but he went to Florida <laughs> to live amongst the Florida men. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry, February, Florida. <laughs> y'all just get a bad rap. <laughs> just oh, dangling for dear life down there. <laughs> On February 19th, 1997, he lured a sex worker named Roxanne Hayes into his home and violently murdered her. Neighbors heard Roxanne's screams and called the police, but it was too late. Officers arrived to find her body on the floor covered in blood and stab wounds. Well, at least they knew that he did it. I have I a guess. picture of Roxanne not stabbed. It's just the only picture I could find of Roxanne. She kind of looks like Mary. I know. She's beautiful. Yeah. Got the same hair, kind of. Kind of a sultry hairdo. Mm-hmm. So he has a type, yeah. I guess. She's really pretty. Them mm-hmm. lips. I know. She's gorgeous. Oh. Mary Vincent flew from California to Florida when she learned of Singleton's arrest to testify on Roxanne Hayes' behalf. Oh, Which was super brave. Very, again, she mm-hmm. did it twice. Yep. She No fear. I'm glad that she went back, even though he said that fucked up thing to her. She was like, you know what? No, motherfucker. Yeah, she's putting the nail in the coffin. Yeah. She's going back. In court, she detailed her own story to highlight just how depraved Lawrence Singleton was. 
and why he should be sentenced to death. I was raped, she told the jury. I had my arms cut off. He used a hatchet. He left me to die. Yeah. Singleton was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1998. He spent three years in prison awaiting his execution, but he died from cancer at the age of 74 while still on death row. I have a newer picture of him while he was on death row. He did uh, not age gracefully. Thank no. goodness. And he looks like he still doesn't give a fuck. Oh, he, just yeah. look, I, like I look at people's eyes a yeah, lot. He like, gives zero it, shits. He doesn't look like he cares. Mm-mm. Mary okay. Vincent could live in peace for the first time in decades. In the years following the attack, Mary wasn't sure she would ever live a normal life. She joined a school for the handicapped and started seeing a therapist. Okay. Mary had to find new friends as she grew apart from her old ones. I get it. The old ones just hated me or they were so uncomfortable that they couldn't deal with it, Mary told People Magazine. I felt like a public spectacle. Yeah. Unfortunately, the therapy didn't work, and her family splintered following her parents' divorce. Oh, Yeah, it's it was a rough go for a yeah. little bit. Mary's attempt to find some healing in a victim's group failed as she refused to open up about her emotions. Mary couldn't turn to family as they seemed more affected by the tragedy than she was. Mary said, They couldn't handle it. They took it harder than me. I'm telling them, I need you, but they couldn't do it. They were more interested in what they felt about what happened to me than what I felt. Mm. It's so sad. She'd struggled, gotten married, and then divorced, had two sons, Luke and Alan, and eventually founded the Mary Vincent Foundation to help other survivors of violent crimes. That's cool. He destroyed everything about me, she once said of Singleton. My way of thinking, my way of life, holding on to innocence, and I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. Fuck. In 2003, she told the Seattle Post Intelligencer, Ooh. I've broken bones thanks to my nightmares. I've jumped up and dislocated my shoulder just trying to get out of bed. Oh, my God. I've cracked ribs and smashed my nose. Holy shit. Eventually, Mary discovered art, and it helped her cope with the trauma of what she'd been going through. Good. She couldn't afford to buy high-end prosthetic arms, so she created her own using parts from refrigerators and stereo systems. Shut up. And then she taught herself to draw and paint using her inventions. <laughs> yeah. Before the attack, Mary Vincent told the Ventura County Star, I couldn't draw a straight line. Even with a ruler, I would mess it up. This is something that woke up after the attack, and my artwork has inspired me and given me self-esteem. I have a picture of her painting with her prosthetics that she created herself. I freaking love this. Mary's a badass. She may be, like, number one badass at, at yeah. the moment. Like, I know there's been many more, but... Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that she's painting. I love I painting. I love the thought of painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Mary pays her bills using a combination of disability and welfare payments and earnings from her art commissions. Cool. After the murder of Roxanne Hayes, California lawmakers drafted the Singleton Bill that set the minimum sentence for crimes involving torture at 25 years. Cool. Yes, 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 yes. Mary told the Los Angeles Times that she no longer considers herself a victim. Most people, if they ever put their mind in the position where something like this happened to them, they would probably still be in the hospital now, being a big vegetable. But I've accomplished so much in my life. I need to share that, letting them know that this isn't going to get me down and nothing will. Oh, yes. So, horrific story. 
with kind of a happy ending. Yeah, there's a silver lining in this one. She survived and she's helping others who have survived traumatic, violent situations. Oh, God. Mary's a badass. That's the takeaway. Yeah, I would have died in the woods. Um, I I don't know. For sure. You never know in that situation, but wow. Just wow. Just wow. Oh, God. I can't. It's so bad. Yeah. My turn. Okay. Well, this I I did do a trucker. <laughs> <laughs> you lot lizard. <laughs> <laughs> but a classy one. <laughs> I'm a Bucky's lot lizard, bitch. <laughs> about to come back i just it just <laughs> registered with me this dude's name and his profession <laughs> it's very fitting right yeah <laughs> he was born to do that job <laughs> God. all right so my case is about robert ben rhodes yay mr rhodes long haul trucker Literally. Okay. Let's just do it. All right. So on April 1st, 1990, a straight, <laughs> a straight, a straight trooper, trooper. <laughs> as opposed to the gay ones, <laughs> a state trooper of the Arizona Highway Patrol Division spotted a tractor trailer on the shoulder of the highway. He approached the vehicle to see if the driver. Tri- I quit. Let me let me start over. Let me, I, can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> fuck it. Just keep it. We already said this week was a clusterfuck. So okay. just stick with me, okay? Just stick with it. We're all in this together. So, so he pr- approached the driver to see if he needed any assistance. What the trooper stumbled upon was a scene out of a horror movie. Horror. 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 Chained up inside the truck was a nude young woman with a gag over her mouth and a terrified look on her face. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. The truck's driver, Robert Ben Rhodes, tried to explain that it was a private consensual matter. Hmm. Because how the fuck else would you... T- <laughs> uh, I mean... um, This is on purpose. She has a fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is what she wants. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. But the trooper wasn't convinced and soon placed Rhodes under arrest. Good job. While waiting for backup, he discovered a twenty-five caliber automatic pistol in his possession. Mm. Yep. At the time, 
Robert faced only kidnapping and assault charges, but as authorities would soon learn, Robert Ben Rhodes, a.k.a. the truck stop killer, was actually one of the most dangerous sex offenders and serial killers in American history. I've never even heard of this dude. Same. (laughs) Crazy. Okay. Born November 22nd, 1945 in Council Bluffs, Iowa, Robert Ben Rhodes was in trouble with the law almost from the start. While in high school, he was arrested for tampering with a vehicle and then again for fighting in public before he joined the Marines. Yes, let's teach him how to be more violent. Good job. Let's go just look at a photo of Robert. It's a mugshot that that's I didn't care to find. He's got the glasses. He's got the glasses. Yeah. And you look like he a creepy fucking. Yeah, he does not look like a grandpa, like Mm -mm. trustworthy old man to me. Nope, nope, nope. Um, soon after, in 1964, his father was arrested for molesting a 12 year old girl. No, and committed suicide before trial. Maybe I should have done this as a like father like son episode. (laughs) Anyways, a few years later. Robert himself was back in trouble with the law for a robbery that saw him dishonorably discharged from the Marines. By the 1970s, he found work as a truck driver. What the authorities learned much later is that while out on the road, the truck stop killer tortured, raped, and killed as many as 50 women. Oh, no. He even took photos of some of his victims before murdering them. Sir. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have some photos, but they're not bad. Okay. It's presumed that his actual first mur- murder happened long before, but Robert Ben Rhodes's first con- <laughs> first confirmed murders happened in January of 1990. After he was arrested in Arizona in April of that year, he confessed to the murders of newlyweds Patricia Walsh and Douglas Zyskowski. Yeah. The couple um, had left Seattle in November of 1989 and were hitchhiking to Georgia, preaching the Christian gospel. Why? It's 1990. Oh, 1989. Why yeah. are you still hitchhiking? Yeah. No. No. I understand. Probably because because they had that false sense of security. Yeah. There was two of them. Yeah. I, I and I understand mission work, but maybe listen for your next calling. <laughs> like that's not the one to pick. Yeah, pick one that has church bus transportation. Yeah, with, you know, like a group. <laughs> Choose that one. Mm-hmm. That's what Michael Scott did. <laughs> <laughs> you interrupted my vape? <laughs> my bad, dog. Ugh. All right. Um. So he picked them up in Texas and killed Douglas immediately. However, he held Patricia prisoner for more than a week, during which that time he tortured and raped her repeatedly before shooting her. Oh, you suck. And that was fatal. Authorities found his body near Interstate 10, east of Ozona, Texas, later in January, though it wasn't identified until 1992. Wow. However, it took them almost 13 years for the authorities to identify Patricia's remains after deer hunters found her body near the mouth of a canyon in Millard County, Utah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Texas to Utah. 
only identified by dental records, of course. Yeah. Committed soon after he dispatched the newlyweds. The crime that ultimately earned the truck stop killer a life sentence was the rape and murder of Regina K. Walters. The 14-year-old from Pasadena, Texas, was hitchhiking with her boyfriend, Ricky Jones, when Robert picked them up in February of 1990. So does he have a thing for couples? I think so. I I don't know. Well, he picked up individuals as well. I think it was just whoever was available. Um, He promptly killed Ricky, whose remains were later found in Mississippi. But he kept Walters hostage for several weeks or more in what's been called his traveling torture chamber, quote unquote. Don't like that. (sighs) Meanwhile, he took several photos of her as he held her captive. Photographic evidence seized during a search of his home revealed photos showing different lengths of Walter's hair and various bruising, indicating that he held her for a, for a substantial amount of time. Okay, I have a picture of Regina um, before she was taken. Okay. It says Regina K. Walters. Okay. The hair. That is 80s hair. <laughs> yeah, she's cute too. Mm-hmm. And then I have, um, it says last photo of Regina. He oh, cut wow. her hair. And she, she looks doesn't terrified. want to be photographed. She um, looks terrified. Look at her face. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to look at her face anymore. I'm done. I don't like it. Okay. That's actually the last known photo of her. Oh. That's um, during her imprisonment, he would often call her father from payphones. On one call, he told her father that he had cut her hair. After torturing her with fishing hooks... And other assorted instruments. He took one final set of photos just before killing her with a bailing wire. Oh, my gosh. He strangled her with it. Afterward, he threw her body in a barn off Interstate 70 in Illinois, where it was found in September. By then, the truck stop killer had been in custody for about five months, but the book on his reign of terror was hardly closed. He was convicted for the Walters murder in 1994 and sentenced to life behind bars in Illinois, but authorities couldn't get him for anything else for a long time. After he began serving his sentence, however, he started confessing to other murders committed during his long life on the road. He just couldn't hold it in any longer. He had to brag. For one, he only faced consequences for the murders of Patricia and Douglas in 2012, more than 20 years after the crimes were committed. After a years-long pretrial period, the truck stop killer pleaded guilty to both murders and received another life sentence as part of a deal with prosecutors to avoid the death penalty. Uh, Whatever. Just just give him the death penalty. I, like, I hate to say that, but... Well, he's not going to get better. He, he's not going to get better. He's not going to get out. Like, just... That sounds totally insensitive, but... I have my reasons. He's human garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that too. According to district district attorney Steve Smith, I've been a prosecutor since 1979, and it was one of the rare occasions when I was in the court where the defendant walked in and you felt the evil. The hairs on my arm stand up right now talking about it. Other prosecutors and cops who worked the truck stop killer case over the years likewise felt Robert's evil. 
Those such allegations have never been confirmed. The authorities widely suspect that he actually killed dozens of women. I could see that. Same. With as much as he traveled and the distances mm-hmm. he went, mm-hmm. there's literally there's no there's, way to know. There's probably more. There's no way to know. Law enforcement cross-referenced his trucking logs with records of young women that went missing over a 15-year span when he was believed to be active, ultimately suggesting that he was responsible for some 50 murders or as many as one to three women a month during his peak. His truck was certainly equipped for the job. Authorities found a dungeon-like compartment between the seats as well as handcuffs on the ceiling so that victims could be chained and tortured. They likewise found a so-called murder kit containing chains, cords, whips, and leashes, as well as dildos and clips, pins, and fish hooks that he used on the genitals of his victims. But without confessions or hard evidence, we may never know how many people the truck stop killer murdered during his bloody reign all those years ago. While authorities suspect that there are dozens of unsolved murders hiding within Robert Benz Rhodes's tale, one recently surfaced, surfaced story from his past had something of a happy ending. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. In 2015, several law enforcement agencies shared a photo of a young woman taken by Rhodes inside his truck in 1985 on Facebook. Weird. Yeah. It was on the same roll as the shots that were taken of Regina. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, this is probably significant. The authorities figured the woman was another victim and were looking to identify her. But then a woman from Saskatchewan mm-hmm. named Pamela Milliken recognized the young woman as herself. Uh, weird. That would creep me the fuck out. A little bit. So here's the, here's the story. So she was hitchhiking to go find her brother in Winnipeg. When she ended up in Robert's truck, when he snapped a photo of her just after she got in, she asked why. And he told her that he kept photos of his passengers so that he could show them to cops in case they ever robbed him and fled. Okay. So I have a picture of Pamela. That's quite a story he cooked up there. Uh, Yeah. Like on his feet, right? Yeah. She's cute. Yeah. It's Kind of a hard to see. It, it's hard to see, but she but, looks. Oh, my hair, girl. Yeah. She's got shiny, silky hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we know one friend that has that oh all the time. God. Oh my God. My hair is so shiny and silky. It just won't do anything. My it's hair just, doesn't uh, do anything. It's so thick and shiny and silky. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Don't want to hear you. You know who. You know what? Should we call her out? Delena. Delena. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. She already knows. She already knows. (laughs) We give her shit all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So there's Pamela. Um, She said he told me he was going to Florida and he wanted me to come with him. At one point, he pointed to a sign on his dashboard. Gross. That said... Cash, grass, or ass. No one rides for free, she recalled. I hate those. Here's the unfortunate part. She said, I didn't have any money. I didn't smoke pot. So I knew which one it would be. No. 
They had what she described as a consensual sexual encounter, and he dropped her off at a bus depot in Winnipeg. Oh, poor Pamela. So at least she got away. Yeah. Of course, many were not as lucky as her. Um, And while the truck stop killer will never see the light of day, we may never know how many lives he took. He is now 75 and he is currently serving his two life sentences without the possibility of par- of parole at the Maynard Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois. If there are more murder confessions to make, there may be time yet for other families to find some semblance of closure and justice. Uh, uh, I, I tried to find like a yeah silver yeah, lining. Yours I mean, your your silver lining was way better. <laughs> Mine's not. I did have a survivor. Yes. Yeah. I'm a survivor. I'm not going <laughs> to give up. But I do have a current photo of him if you care to look. Why is he still wearing the glasses? What is up with your eye? <laughs> um, there's another photo without glasses and he's got the same thing. Like what? what? Maybe, maybe he had a stroke. Oh, maybe his face is kind of altered. Yeah, maybe he had a stroke. Maybe he did. Okay, well, well sorry for making fun of um, your no. uncontrollable... No. Fuck this guy. ...face deformity. He but fuck garbage. you at the same time. He deserved it. Yeah. He deserved that stroke. I don't know if he cares or not, but... I'm sure he's not listening. You know what? I don't care if he's listening or not. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, bro. Lawrence and Robert. <laughs> I know. Douchebox members a show. Oh, yeah. I mean, y'all should already know by now. Like, I think that was, what, season three? Douchebox? I don't know. They all but run together. all of the bad people are still going in the douchebox, whether we say it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's still a thing. thing. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunately going to continue being a thing. But that's where they belong. The douchebox will live on. <laughs> uh. Okay. You know what else lives on that, that we should jump to? Oh, is it time? (laughs) It's time for Guess That Cryptid! I don't know. It's my best guess. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have it yet. It's fine. Okay. Um, so we've had clue one and two. This is usually when y'all get it. Oh, yeah. But I, you know what? I don't know. We may keep this one going a little bit longer. We got a little bit more vague in our clues this time. We did have one guess that was incorrect. I know. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but it wasn't right. Not this time. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. For clue number three. Cryptid Cryptid number three. three. Yeah. Said to be two to three feet tall. Short and sweet. Again. One more time. One more time. One more time. Said to be two to three feet tall. Cute. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of (laughs) cute. All right. So, go forth and guess that cryptid. Yeah, but just remember, you only get one guess per cryptid. So, guess wisely. Mm-hmm. We've already had two winners. So, yep. they'll be getting a prize. 
at the end of the season in December. If you want a prize too, and it's going to be really good. I think we kind of figured it out just today, yesterday. They all I don't know. Now. <laughs> what is adulting? One of the days at work. <laughs> what is adulting? Yeah. So go do that. Yeah. Go rate and review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other things. Follow maybe. us, like us. Yeah. I'm sure us. there's a lot of things you need to do. So go forth. Go forth, friends, and do these things. <laughs> What is this go forth stuff today? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's cute. I don't hate it. I was just wondering. Did like, I say that more than once? Within the past five minutes. And you probably said it like three times. Oh. I like it. Well, then obviously I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> obviously you need to go forth, my children. <laughs> Rate and review, like and follow, and send in your spooky stories oh yeah do that shit because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in october we have a listener episode and we read your spooky shit mm-hmm. doesn't have to be spooky it can be you know like odd or curious mm-hmm. but yeah any brushes with true crime or weird things you've encountered um ghostly Ooh, happenings local urban legends we love a good urban legend do we that. love all of this all of it Really. You really can't go wrong. You can't disappoint us on this one, really. Yep. Anything you think's interesting, send it along. Unless it's Target. We're not high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> or cheer. We are bougie truck stop. <laughs> we buy our groceries at Target. You buy your groceries. I, I, do, the, groceries I do the Target. Walmart pickup, okay? <laughs> No, ma'am. I go to buy coffee and saunter when I I don't even get out of my car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're leaving now. Goodbye. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.